the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The acting White House Chief of Staff says Democrats will never see President Donald Trump's tax return. Oh, no, never. Nor should they. Keep in mind that that's an issue that was already litigated during the election. Voters knew the president could have given his tax returns. They knew that he didn't, and they elected him anyway, which, of course, is what drives the Democrats crazy. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney says that the president's taxes are old news at his 2016 election settlement. You could always allow people to see it. That's not what's happening here. The Democrats are demanding that the IRS turn over the documents, and that is not going to happen, and they know it. This is a political stunt. Mulvaney this morning on Fox News Sunday. Law enforcement agencies and ride-hailing companies intensifying efforts to educate passengers about safety following the slaying of a University of South Carolina student. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt thinks Joe Biden might be done before he gets started. The Kavanaugh hearings opened the window on past allegations back to high school. Joe Biden is 76 years old. So we are talking about you know, 60 years of allegations that might come pouring out now about feeling creeped out. I think he gets swept away by this because, honest to goodness, it's hard running for president. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. If you want to embark on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel, boy, do I have the awesome trip of a lifetime for you. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. It's going on December 2nd to December 11th, and you get to explore the Galilee region, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, all while receiving expert insight on the land and historic sites from Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. And for your forecast today, high of 63 degrees with chances of showers throughout the day with a low of 44 tonight. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm 1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, just hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And uh, feel free to give us a like on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, give us a like today, and follow along on all that's going on. And you could be like uh, loyal listener Wild Wilson and uh, direct uh, message us during the show. We appreciate uh, all your comments, regardless of how they come, whether by telephone, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. 
Uh, that's uh, one nice thing about uh, technology. So many uh, different ways to communicate with listeners. And as always, we appreciate your support. Uh, I did make a reference to uh, Alyssa Milano in the first hour defending Joe Biden, saying, yeah, Joe Biden's harmless. Uh, my experience with him, uh, he's been nothing but a gentleman and an advocate for uh, and a champion for my political advocacy, yada, yada, yada. And Alyssa got a lot of pushback saying, well, your experience, my other's experience isn't the same as yours, so uh, whatever. But Alyssa Milano, while she was willing to vouch for Joe Biden, uh, when it's Brett Kavanaugh accused of an uncorroborated uh, sexual assault, it's like, well, we need to believe all women, full stop, you know, forget due process, yada, yada. So anyways, uh, Alyssa, she was, uh, I guess, made a visit to the state of Georgia. Uh, recently, this past week, because the Georgia legislature passed a heartbeat bill. Of course, this is a bill that when there is when a fetus in the womb is conveying a uh, heartbeat, that that uh, baby can no longer be aborted. And of course, uh, this uh, the pro-abortion crowd uh, they're really on the defensive these days because more and more people are finding out what the horrific procedure that is an abortion entails and kudos to the movie unplanned if you haven't seen it yet uh, definitely get out to see it uh, and i'm saying this as someone who hasn't seen it so i guess i'm kind of a fraud i guess if i'm telling people to go see it if you haven't seen it uh, i need to get on that myself we're, we're my wife and i are going to see it uh not because we want to go to be entertained because a movie like that you're not going to be entertained okay it's a powerful story about a true life story about abby johnson uh who worked for planned parenthood and then actually saw on the ultrasound what an abortion entails. Um, I actually work at a movie theater part-time because I'm only here on Sundays most of the time anyway. And for the last couple of weeks since Unplanned's been out, it's been our most popular movie at uh, the Marcus and Elk River. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, into its second week. It's still uh top five grossing movie in the country. I think it was uh, the top grossing movie. It's an issue week and still number four the second week. Um yeah, so it's still very popular. And again, going to the movies, you want some entertainment. This isn't one you're going to be entertained. Let's just be honest. You're not. But it is a very compelling story, a very powerful story about a young woman, Abby Johnson, stepping up and saying, you know what, no more. I'm working for Planned Parenthood, got a, got a lucrative job with Planned Parenthood. But after seeing what it actually entails on the ultrasound, I'm done. I'm out. Okay? And so this is... And because when people are learning what it actually is, that's putting the pro-abortion crowd on the defensive. And again, uh, this is a movie where no ads are being shown on the prominent big networks. The big networks are not showing this commercials for this movie, even though the folks that are advocating for this movie are willing to pay for advertising. But the networks won't, won't show commercials for it. And also, uh, there was a kerfuffle with the unplanned Twitter account where there was an issue where uh, people who would follow it, then the unplanned Twitter account would drop people as followers. And that was a big uh, that was a big issue as well. So uh, the pro-life crowd's not going to be silenced. The pro-life crowd, in my opinion, is the most powerful and largest sustained group of advocates of any political cause. Okay, I mean, the March for Our Lives crowd, you had every CNN show broadcast live last year from the big March for Our Lives rally in Washington, D.C. and other satellite rallies. Okay, Uh, 
the pro-life rally does that in multiple cities every year for decades and has drawn more people than those March for Our Lives rally. Okay? So I bring all this up because uh, the Hollywood industry is trying to bully the state of Georgia, particularly newly elected Governor Brian Kemp, to veto an abortion ban uh, that was passed through the legislature. And I'll read... um, from this Fox News story, Alyssa Milano, who is currently filming a Netflix comedy in Atlanta. Oh, that's what she's doing now. Okay, I was wondering what she was up to. Uh, loved her in Commando, by the way. Uh, she uh, delivered a letter to Kemp's office in Atlanta on Tuesday before speaking out on the uh, on the bill. The so-called heartbeat bill would prohibit most abortions in the state after a heartbeat is detected, which can come as early as six weeks before many women know they are pregnant. It would not apply in the case of rape, incest, or in the life of a, or if the life of the mother is in danger. We are going to do everything in our power to move our industry to a safer state for women if HB 481 becomes law, Milano said, according to the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Last month, she tweeted the bill would strip women of their bodily autonomy. They never referenced the little body that's actually inside the woman. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Huh, I wonder why that is. Well, I think we know why that is. Uh, but uh, State Representative Dominic LaRiccia, a Republican, confronted Milano outside Kemp's office and asked which Georgia district she votes in. She replied she was currently working in the state but does not live there. The legislation was approved last week and is backed by Kemp, who told the Journal-Constitution he won't be swayed by Milano's arguments against the proposal. I can't govern because I'm worried about what some someone in Hollywood thinks about me, Kemp told the newspaper. I ran the last two years on these issues, and I got elected with the largest number of votes in the history of the state of Georgia, and I'm doing what I told people I would do. Before it passed last week, film and crew members sent letters to production companies, HBO, Sony, Disney, Universal, Marvel, and Netflix, urging them to publicly oppose the bill. Georgia has become a major hub for the film industry because of its generous tax credits. The state was home to 455 productions last fiscal year and generating $9.5 billion in economic impact and $2.5 billion in direct spending, uh, the paper reported. These are, men, uh, these are the men in, uh, that are voting. I'm sorry, let me reread this. These are the men that are voting on what goes on inside my uterus, Milano said Tuesday. Milano has become a prominent advocate, activist for the Me Too movement, except when it comes to Joe Biden's critics, and fierce critic of President Trump. In January, she compare, compared his supporters to members of the Ku Klux Klan, saying the red MAGA hat is the new white hood. During the confirmation for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, Milano supported women who accused him of sexually assaulting them years before, even though outside of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, those women were widely discredited. And Dr. And Dr. Ford, uh, this is my own commentary, Dr. Ford uh, had no, there was no corroborating witnesses to that account. So, But in a he said, she said situation in this day and age, we're supposed to default to the she said, which, again, in no sane and rational world, is that equality or is that due process? So <clears throat> I digress. So there you have it. Uh, I, I, for one, applaud the state of Georgia and particularly Governor Kemp for basically telling Hollywood to, uh, you know, go pound sand. 
you know, you're not going to bully us. If you, if you want to take your, if you want to take your money and run, not using the state any, anymore. Well, guess what? Children are going to live that we've made our choice and kudos to that because this Georgia, they did become a victim of the mob just a few years ago. And I wrote about this at bradcarlson.org. It was back in late March of 2016, where then Governor Nathan Deal, who was a Republican, uh, set, uh, vetoed legislation which shielded opponents of same-sex marriage after a groundswell of opposition from companies threatening to boycott the state if it became law. Uh, this was from a—I uh, just want to cite the source. This was from a Yahoo story. Uh, the Republican announced his decision during a news conference in his office at the Georgia Capitol, saying, I have examined the protections that this bill proposes to provide the faith-based community, and I can find no examples of any of those occurrences occurring in our state. Well, that's because if, uh, if you pass this law, that will ensure none will occur. I mean, just ask uh, Jack Phillips of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado, okay, and how he's being harassed after winning his even though he won his Supreme Court case, he's being constantly harassed, and his religious views are uh, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, very hostile to his religious views. Uh, then Governor Deal added, uh, I do not think we have to discriminate against anyone to protect the faith-based community in Georgia. Well, you're by, fall, by default discriminating against those who oppose same-sex marriage and don't want to have their religious belief and conscience violated. Okay? And so this was, the, the state of Georgia was under severe threat because back in March of 2016, they were still deciding where to send Super Bowl 53, which was going to take place in February 2019. And Atlanta ended up being awarded that Super Bowl. However, the NFL threatened to leave Atlanta off the list as one of the possible Super Bowl sites if Georgia uh, passed, and if the governor signed into law, this it was called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. There were a lot of RFRAs being passed. There was one that was passed in Florida, and I know then-Governor Mike Pence signed one into law in Indiana, and after a lot of backlash, some of the more harsher provisions were scaled back a little bit. So Georgia, particularly a Republican governor in the past, has bended to the mob. Basically, uh, I mean, he he said the right thing, saying, well, you know, this bill would have been discriminatory. But let's be honest. He was facing a lot of pressure from some high-profile companies, and uh, including, you know, Coca-Cola, obviously, is a uh, prominent company within the state of Georgia, right? Uh, Governor, or um, excuse me, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank, uh, was very, uh, very much against this particular bill. And as a result, uh, then-Governor Deal vetoed uh, vetoed the bill. So there you have it. Georgia backed down then, but they're not backing down now. And they're basically standing firm and saying, you know, take your money and run. If, if, if Governor Nathan Deal isn't, or not Governor Nathan Deal, current Governor Brian Kemp, if he's not reelected, if he decides to run again in um, 2022, I guess it would be, then... Uh, so be it. He's willing to put his election on the line. Because the same kind of thing happened in Charlotte in 2016 when the NBA was supposed to have their all-star game there, which actually ended up getting hosted this year uh, because of the HB2 bill. Bathroom bill, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They, uh, basically, the NBA, I don't, I don't want to say all the details of the story because I don't know them or anything, but basically they said, well, because of this law, 
we're not going to have the All-Star Game host here, and we're going to put you on hiatus, and eventually, obviously, three years down the road, Charlotte got their All-Star Game. Right, and that cost that governor, uh, the governor of uh, North Carolina, cost him his, basically cost him his career. He was not reelected, and um, subsequently had difficulty finding employment. Now, if you you know really believe in something, fine, you're willing to put your prospects on the line, so be it, but um, I, I haven't, uh, former Governor McCrory, I don't know if he's ever issued any mea culpa or regrets over signing that bill. But, um, you know, that one, you know, the bathroom bill, there's a lot of back and forth on that. There's a lot of privacy issues to deal with. Um, but that one, too, could be ripe for discrimination. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of struggle with that one myself. But for this one, abortion, the life of a, a baby, there there isn't any gray areas in my mind. Uh, kudos to Georgia for for uh, standing up and uh, basically uh, pushing back on these celebrities because, as we know, the Hollywood industry, uh, you know, they have a lot of vacuous bobbleheads who will regurgitate their chanting points, and they also bring a lot of money too. But um, they decided uh, life was more important, so kudos to them. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast to go nowhere. There is nothing more valuable than your good name, but how do you build and then protect it? This is trademark attorney David DiZarella. In business, this good name is normally referred to as your brand or trademark. Despite its importance, however, many businesses just like yours are uncertain as to what goes into the selection of a strong brand, the building of that brand, the protection of that brand, and the policing of that brand. For example, when selecting a brand for a product or service, should you initially concentrate on a name, a logo, or a combination of a name and logo? And should your name or logo be registered in the U.S. Trademark Office? I can help you with every aspect of branding and trademark protection. Please call me, Trademark Attorney David DiZarella at the Twin Cities firm of Schwegman, Lundberg, and Wusner. Trademark attorney David D. Zarilla has over 25 years in private practice of intellectual property law. He'll help you and your business in all aspects of branding and trademark protection. Find David D. Zarilla online at slwip.com. That's slwip.com. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA, Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. 
Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And you can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Hey, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you about the Freedom Fan Club. Yes, it's all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hustle. Again, it's the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Just need to go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And it is a brand new month. This is the first week in April, so our April book of the month is Marlon Bundo, A Day in the Nation's Capital. Now, this is illustrated by second lady Karen Pence and authored by eldest daughter Charlotte Pence. You'll get a bunny-eye view into what makes our country so special, our national monuments, and the true meaning behind the Pledge of Allegiance. You could win a copy, so just sign up at Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com and win your copy today. And, uh, yes, we are working on getting uh, Miss Pence, Charlotte Pence, not the second lady. That would be quite a coup if we could get the vice president's wife on the broadcast. (laughs) But, no, uh, the eldest daughter, Charlotte Pence, we're going to attempt to get her on the broadcast, and when we do, we will also have a book available to give away. Uh, again, the book is entitled Marlon Bundo, A Day in the Nation's Capital. So uh, we'll work on that. We've got three Sundays remaining in, in the month, so we'll definitely work on getting uh, getting that uh, Miss Pence on and giving away a copy of the book. And, Jason, I sent you a copy, an audio file, so uh, as soon as it's ready, let me know. It's just a, a YouTube clip. I uh, talked a little bit about... Uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg recently, uh, he, of course, is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and has thrown his hat in the ring for president. Now, let's be honest. When you first heard the name, when you first read that Pete Buttigieg was running for president, you probably didn't pronounce his name correctly as you were reading the story. Pete Buttig- Buttigieg? Buttigieg? I, you know, it's uh, it's pronounced Buttigieg. And uh, he's also come out as uh, about four years ago. He came out as a uh, as an openly gay man, and he's married to a man and runs the town of South Bend again as their mayor. And he's been really big on uh, well, he's, obviously all the Democrat presidential candidates are going to hit Trump hard uh, for many areas. I mean, Trump is an endless source of fodder. I get that, but. Pete Buttigieg has taken a particular stance on questioning Donald Trump's religious beliefs and his faith, and then also questioning the supporters, because Donald Trump got a fair amount of evangelical support in the last presidential election. And there are there have been some prominent evangelicals, namely Jerry Falwell Jr. and Robert Jeffress, who have come out as prominent supporters of Donald Trump. And Pete Buttigieg uh, thinks that runs afoul of their faith. So if we've got that, it's about a minute and a half 
uh, clip. Uh, let's play this clip by uh, uh, South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg on today's edition of Meet the Press. You said something rather strong about the president that you said it's hard to look at his actions and believe that they are the actions of somebody who believes in God. How do you square that assessment with the fact that the evangelical Christian community is so devoted to his candidacy? Well, it's, uh, it's something that really frustrates me because the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Here you have somebody who uh, not only acts in a way that is not consistent with anything that I hear in Scripture or in church, where it's about uh, lifting up the least among us and taking care of strangers, which is another word for immigrants, uh, and making sure that you're focusing your effort on the poor, but also personally how you're supposed to conduct yourself, not chest-thumping. Uh, look at meism, mm-hmm. uh, but humbling yourself before others. Uh, foot washing is one of the central images in the New Testament. Uh, and we see the diametric opposite of that in this presidency. I think there was uh, perhaps a cynical process where he decided to, for example, begin to pretend to be pro-life and govern accordingly, uh, which was good enough to, to bring many uh, evangelicals over to his side. But uh, even on the version of Christianity that you hear from the religious right, which is about sexual ethics, right. I can't believe that somebody who was caught writing hush money checks to adult film actresses is, is somebody they should be lifting up as the kind of person you want to be leading this nation. Okay, uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, not holding back on uh, President Trump. First of all, I'm not. You you hear the things President Trump says. Obviously, he he made an allusion to the hush money that he paid to silence, uh, you know, the, his uh, alleged affair with porn actress Stormy Daniels, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to condone that behavior. I'm not going to say it's okay. And and he did that while he was married to Melania, allegedly, and that's adultery. And yeah, that's. Just, that's that's definitely sinful behavior, no doubt about it. But for him to flat out question the president's motives, particularly when it comes to the pro-life genre, I find especially telling. It's like, you know, if this is if it is I can't tell is Pete Buttigieg trying to win over evangelical Christians, or is he just say, by calling them hypocrites? Is he trying to? I'm asking a serious question. Does he think that he can appeal to evangelical Christians, or is he just using this as a cudgel? Because, you know, Pete Buttigieg, uh, a gay man, Christians will view uh, his activity or you know, homosexual activity as a sin, as it's laid out in the New Testament. Okay? And, it, yeah, it is, it is laid out in the New Testament as well as the Old Testament. Okay? So if, if evangelicals switch to him, are they being hypocrites then too? By sanctioning someone who engages in, in sinful behavior and, and doesn't— and here's the, here's the important aspect of it— doesn't acknowledge that it's sinful behavior— I mean, we're all sinners, and we all fall short of the glory of God. I get that. But if we confess our sin, we can be forgiven. But if you're actively engaging in it and denying that it's sin, um, isn't that hypocritical behavior? So, and here's another thing. Pete Buttigieg, while he was South Bend mayor, uh, did not allow a pregnancy resource center to be built. That kind of served as the antithesis to Planned Parenthood. This was a center that was going to be built that was going to show that women could have alternatives to abortion and therefore protect the life of the baby. And Pete Buttigieg did not allow that. He's he's And he was recently on MSNBC's uh, Morning Joe where he was asked about the abortion bills, the one that was passed in New York that basically allows an abortion up to just before birth. So basically abortion on demand and one that was floated around Virginia, thankfully got shot down uh, by the House delegates. 
before Ralph Northam had an opportunity to sign it, but that too was a was another uh, bill that would have been had it passed would have allowed abortion up to just before birth. Okay, and he gave a very weak need answer. Say, well, me as a male, I don't believe that I should be inserting myself in 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 women's health care. Translation: Yeah, if the women want to uh, kill this child up to eight and a half nine months of pregnancy, as long as a doctor says that the health of the mother is in peril, and of course health of the mother, that could be a broad list of things if a physician deems it as such. You know, he took a rather weak need approach to that. So isn't killing viable human beings? I mean, I'm sorry, a, a, a baby that's in the womb, if, you, if you're saying the health of the mother is at stake, and by the way, there have been pediatricians that have gone on the record and said there has, there has been no issue where delivering a baby that far along would put the mother's health in peril. Okay. There have been, there have been prominent physicians that have gone the record and said as much. Wasn't, I don't know, murder. Isn't that a sin? Okay. And he's talking about all of this, uh, talking specifically about immigrants, caring for the poor, whatever. Government should have no say in that whatsoever. When they talk about using our tax dollars to, you know, care for immigrants or, or, or whatever else, okay, that's coercing money out of us. Biblically, it talks about being a cheerful giver, giving unto others, giving of our resources, and caring for the least of us, okay? That's a responsibility of us as Christians. We don't need government intervention to do that. That's not the government's role. The government should have no involvement in it whatsoever. And if you want, if you want Christianity completely out of politics, well, then... There's no issue if some Christians decide to vote for Donald Trump because they see that as a totally separate thing, how Christians choose to live their lives, i.e. how they're taking care of the poor, okay? how they're living their lives, how they're trying to live sin-free lives. And again, we're human. We all fall short of the glory of God. I understand that. But this is some uh, pretty serious charges that Pete Buttigieg is throwing out, saying evangelical Christians are, are hypocrites. Is he not trying to court them at all? Okay. So, again, the responsibility, if you're a Christian, the responsibility is on you and me. Follow God's directive as laid out in his word. Okay? It's not up to the government to dictate our religion to us and how we should enact it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Share, like, comment. 
tweak. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. Social media marketing is on the verge of dominating commerce. The right social media strategy can help you slay the competition and gain new customers. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now at Blue Ox Heating and Air. BOGO. Buy one, get one free. Buy one high-efficiency furnace and get one air conditioner free. Plus, financing available with 18 months no interest. Some restrictions apply. Call for complete details. Offer ends May 15. BOGO. 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 Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Business 1440 brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own Online Trading Academy. Investing for success and the King Banyan Show. Get real-time market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving. Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Welcome back, Camp 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to our broadcast. I uh, want to get to some uh, local news this week. You know, we did have some uh, local uh, political news uh, going on uh, this past week. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about the gun bills that are going through the um, that are going through the Minnesota State Legislature. Now, the House Democrats claim that this was the issue on which they were elected, but if you look at the exit polls, the majority of Minnesotans did not look at gun control as a reason they put Democrats back in power in the House. So a lot of the issues, obviously, there was a lot of anti-Trump sentiment, but mostly, obviously, uh, <clears throat> health care and the unmitigated disaster that uh, Mincher continues to be and their view that Republicans didn't do anything to assist Governor Dayton fix the disaster that he and his fellow Democrats put into place. I don't know quite, I'm not quite understanding that logic, but whatever. So the point is, is that the... Democrats, the DFL, decided to you know talk tough. You know the H uh, House files eight and nine. One was a universal um, was a uh, universal registration or uh, uh, I'm choosing gun transfer res- registration, where if you personally own a firearm and you want to loan it to your cousin to go hunting, you have to file paperwork and transfer to give it, to allow your cousin to use it, and then for you to get your own personal property back returned to you, you have to also file some paperwork and pay a fee in order to get it back. 
and you register every time. And then the other one, of course, is red flag laws, where if you if someone you you think someone is a danger to themselves or others, you can call the proper authorities, get a restraining order, and uh, they can have their firearm taken away if if a magistrate uh, deems that they are that indeed they are a danger to others. Okay, but the person who is uh, being accused doesn't get an opportunity to speak in his or her defense, okay? So it lacks due process. So obviously, given the Republicans have the majority in the Senate, you know, they control obviously the committee assignments and the agenda, and they can and they can decide, well, we're not going to give these bills a hearing in our in our committees. So they can basically kill them before they even get a committee hearing. And then the Democrats want to play politics. They can say, well, look at this. See, we're putting forth common sense uh, gun safety. And by the way, just because you put in the phrase common sense and then safety into something doesn't make it so. Just a FYI, kind of a public service announcement. But nevertheless, uh, they say, well, look at Republicans. They're opposing common sense uh, gun laws, common sense gun safety. You know, they're just uh, playing politics with this. So uh, Paul Gazelka, Senate Majority Leader, who... Uh, has been more of a surprise to me this session than um, than he has previous sessions. And this is, and by the way, this is kind of an aside. This has always been my frustration when Republicans have a majority in the legislature is they're not very good at playing offense, but because they only have basically one of the three legs in the stool of uh, St. Paul government, you know, i.e., the Senate, because the Democrats control the House and the governor's office. Now they're now they're good at playing defense. It's like, can we play offense just? One time when we're in the majority, but apparently not. Uh, anyways, uh, this was from the uh, Dave Oreck at the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Wrote about this uh, past week how uh, Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazalka basically said, okay, uh, you want these gun bills to get a hearing in our committees? Yeah, we'll give them a hearing. Uh, Got to pass them first. You know, they'll pass, they passed out of your committees in the House. Now give it an up or down vote. They pass the House, and yeah, we'll give them a hearing. But Democrats didn't do that. And again, I'll read from Dave Oreck's story. The salient question of how to balance public safety with the Second Amendment devolved Thursday, April 4th, into games of political brinkmanship with finger-pointing from both parties and arguments about arcane rules of procedure. This was without anyone actually debating the merits or failings of expanded background checks and so-called red flag laws. By late afternoon, the state's top Republican had declared them both dead again, and possibly more dead than when the day began because his comments were in response to a Democratic strategy that could result in neither chamber of the legislature actually passing a gun control bill. Here's what happened. Always a long shot, the notion that any meaningful gun control legislation would become law this year uh, was a long shot because Republicans widely fall on the side of gun owner rights and Republicans control the Senate. However, the Democratic strategy has been to force the issue by passing legislation anyways. Many believe they took control of the state house by ousting superb, suburban Republicans, in part because Democrats, supports, Democrats support more gun regulations. Now, again, uh, that's just an aside. If you look at some of the exit polls from this last election, Gun control was not the most salient issue. Was it an issue with some in the suburbs? Sure. But was it the was it the one that put the Democrats back in control in the Minnesota House? No. I don't think you can say that. 
Anyways, Democrats have focused on two measures, expanding criminal background checks to cover more firearms sales and transfers, often pitched as closing the gun show loophole, which our guest Peter Johnson was on last week. The gun show loophole is a myth. It doesn't exist. Uh, Also, creating new procedures that would allow a judge to order guns be taken away from people who might pose a danger to themselves or others. Governor Tim Walz, a Democrat, supports both ideas. Excuse me while I take a drink of water. Uh, Exactly how such a Senate vote would go down is, uh, excuse me, let me back up a second. Democrats and gun control supporters have been badgering Republican leaders to at least hold hearings and actual vote on both measures. The strategy would allow Democrats to try to cast Republicans as unwilling to even discuss the issue in advance of next year's elections with when all state lawmakers will be on the ballot. So this was, uh, again, uh, this was kind of the... Way, the Democrats' way of kind of pigeonholing the Republicans, saying, "Look at this, we're we're sitting there. We've drafted these bills. It was our it was our top priority in this legislative session. And basically, the first week, or within the first couple weeks of the legislative session, the Democrats in the House came out with these bills. And Republicans, remember, had a very slim majority in the Senate. And so the concern was." that with that very slim majority, if even one Republican was missing from the vote, and there were a couple other squishy suburban Republicans, you know, they're kind of squishy on on the Second Amendment, that, oh boy, these bills might get through the Senate. So the concern was, well, if we don't even bring them up in committee, you know, because we have the majority, we Republicans, we don't have to bring them up in committee, and therefore they never see the light of day. And that's when the Democrats accuse them of playing gamesmanship. Well, the Republicans increased their majority from uh, 34 members to 35 members. So now it's 35 Republicans, 32 Democrats in the Senate. Now they got a little bit more of a buffer. Plus, there's still at least a couple of outstate DFLers in the Senate that are strong Second Amendment advocates. So it's unlikely these would pass the Senate if they even got to a floor vote. But it was a non-issue because, again... The uh, Democrats in the House weren't bringing these up for a vote. And again, I'll read, continue to read from Dave Oryk's Pioneer Press story. Uh, last week, Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka played a gambit. Gazelka said the Senate would be willing to hold hearings on the proposed gun restrictions as Democrats have asked, but under one condition. First, the House needed to pass the two measures as standalone bills, he said. He seemed to be testing the House DFL caucus's resolve, almost daring them to hold a vote on the House floor. On Thursday, House Speaker Melissa Hortman and Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, he who once called Clarence Thomas and Uncle Thomas, <coughs> sorry, another digression there, threw the issue back at Gazelka. They announced the House would not pass standalone bills on the two gun measures, but would instead fold them into a much larger public safety bill that covers an array of issues ranging from the budget of the Minnesota State Patrol to the hiring of additional correctional officers at Stillwater Prison. Okay, so now the Democrats are coming up, coming off as the big frauds and hypocrites that they are. Because one of the things they were always talking about, particularly when Governor Dayton was the governor, you know, from 2011 to 2019, was he wanted no policy in these budget bills. Because when the Republicans controlled the legislature in 2015 and 2016, you know, that was a, one of the big issues that the governor had, uh, or excuse me, it was not, it was 2017, 2018. I 
they, they got back the Senate 2016 election. So yeah, Republicans had full control of the legislature in 2017-2018. And one of the big uh, complaints that Governor Dayton and the rest of the DFLers had was no policy in the budget bills deal strictly with funding the government and funding core functions of government. Well, now the Democrats are more than willing to put gun control in these budget bills. So now they're playing these games where Republicans are not going to vote for budget bills that have policy in them, particularly gun control. And so now if you don't have a budget passed by this, by the time the end of the legislation, legislative session comes around the third week of May, now all of a sudden you don't have a budget passed and the government may, uh, may shut down, and now you're talking about a special session. And how many special sessions did we have during the date administration? At least two or three, okay? And with further divided government, it's going to be really difficult. So uh, the goal, Winkler and Hortman said, was to force the Senate to not just hold a hearing that would likely result in bills being heard, voted down and never reaching the Senate floor. Instead, their counterplay was designed to force the Senate to hold a floor vote on the actual gun control provisions themselves. The Senate wouldn't practically be able to ignore the entire public safety spending bill and Republicans would have to strip out the gun control uh, parts, which would require a vote. Hortman was asked, why not do both? Why not try to include the provisions in the larger bill and pass standalone measures? She responded with a reference to arcane House procedures that would require the bills to be dealt with after a larger spending bill was passed because there are costs associated with the gun control bills. She never fully answered the question, but Winkler laid out the bottom line. Either Senate will vote or they won't. And again, uh, the quote from uh, Paul Kazelka. And I think you know his summary was was the most accurate here. He said we weren't going to have hearings. We w- we were going to push it off until next year and work on the budget. But we decided that if they were serious about it and they wanted to give us an up or down vote, that we would have the hearings. Well, they've chosen not to take that path, and that's why I say both gun bills are dead. So uh, I don't know how they resolve this going forward because, as the article states, you can you can't very well ignore the entire public safety bill. So that's going to be an issue coming up. And as we've seen with the legislature during uh, the entire tenure of the previous governor, Mark Dayton, they were always going down to the very end of session to try to get critical legislation passed, whether it was a budget year or it was a year where there were critical infrastructure or t- and tax cut provisions that needed to be passed. And the governor uh, allowed them to just expire kind of a pocket veto. Okay. Just allowed them to not be passed or they were passed by the legislature, but because he didn't take any action on them, they were automatically vetoed. That's what they call pocket veto. So uh, I don't know how this is going to be resolved here, but if the Democrats are so sure that gun control is is such a salient issue, all right, well, then the entire legislature is going to be up in 2020, and obviously Governor Waltz is still going to be in, in, in the governor's office at that point. So if you think you can take back the Senate in the 2020 elections based on gun control, go for it. But, again, what the Democrats were, and this is my opinion, what they're afraid of is they may have some prominent members in their caucus not signing on to these. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't have the votes. Again, they have, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, 75 members of their caucus. So you could have uh, seven votes peel away, seven DFL votes peel away from gun control and still pass it. Okay? Is that a safe bet or not? I don't know. But they obviously don't seem too sure of it because they don't want to go through with it. But again, 
You can also understand their argument that even if it goes over to the Senate, you know, these standalone bills that are passed by the by the House, that the Senate probably won't pass them. So a lot, a lot of politics going on, that's for sure. And uh, it's certainly centered around this uh, one big issue. Again, it's called, they call it gun safety. Okay, because how could you post something that has the word safety in it? That's the that's the game the Democrats are playing. So uh, crazy times indeed. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many people today think the Bible, the most influential book in world history, is not only outdated, but also irrelevant, irrational, and even immoral. Dennis Prager here. I've written a book, The Rational Bible, Genesis to prove otherwise. My new book demonstrates clearly and powerfully that the Bible remains profoundly relevant both for the great issues of our day and in each of our lives. The Rational Bible Genesis comes out this May, and I want to invite you to join me for an exclusive pre-launch event for my book on May 6th in Orlando, Florida. That will be the first day it will be available to the public. Get your tickets today. Be part of a full-day celebration with me and our partners at TBN. Come and be part of the studio audience for the taping and live broadcast of my radio show after the broadcast i'll discuss my new book answer your questions and you'll get a signed copy of the rational bible genesis join me in orlando on may 6th get your tickets today when you visit my website dennisprager.com and click on the rational bible banner see you in orlando good day welcome to our show today's topic how to cover up your back Yard. Well, I can't use my tool because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, eh? No, Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, Amp 12 Patriot. Well, I've been a trucker now for 
20 years from the Charleston coast to the Jersey. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Sunday drivers, scouts on hikes, hell's angels on Got about five minutes left in the broadcast. So as we uh, mentioned, you know, we talked about Alyssa Milano earlier, how she had once disparaged uh, Trump supporters, particularly the red MAGA hat, you know, the red hat that says Make America Great Again, that it is like uh, the white hood of the Ku Klux Klan. It's basically, you know, the red, the red MAGA hat is like uh, the white hood today, is how she characterized it, and a disgusting slur of Trump supporters. And again, I, I have my issues with certain people who uh, support President Trump, but I know for a fact there were many who voted for him because, well, they just didn't like Hillary Clinton and didn't like Trump and put on a hazmat suit when voting for him, but they still voted for him because they felt he was more desirable than Hillary. Whether they still feel that way today or not, I don't know. But the point is is that not everybody who voted for Trump or even supported Trump uh, excused all of the things he said and did. But again, they were able to somehow strip away a lot of the rhetoric and look at policy. And my biggest criticism of Trump was when he gave when he talked about policy, he just talked in platitudes, never really said anything specific. You know, it's really it's going to be huge, really great, really beautiful, a beautiful health care bill. It's like, you know, what does that even mean? I don't know. I, I, I say all that because uh, it's getting to the point where people can't just wear their red MAGA hat without being confronted. And again, I, I would never wear one myself personally, okay? I mean, George W. Bush, I was, I'm was i old enough to remember George W. Bush was pilloried as much as Donald Trump is being today. Some people disagree with me on that, saying Trump's getting it much, much worse. Um, but I would argue that it was worse for Bush because, you know, he understood, hey, they're going to hang me in effigy. I'm the president of the United States. I get that. But, you know, as long as people don't like issue, short of issuing death threats, which some people did too, uh, they can say what they want about me. You know? And... I bring all this up because there was a, uh, according to a Fox News story, a 70-year-old man said a woman berated him and called him a racist at a California Starbucks on Monday after she spotted him wearing a Make America Great Again hat in support of President Trump. The man who was identified as Victor told KTVU he was wearing the iconic red hat when the woman began yelling at him outside the coffee shop in Palo Alto. Now, Palo Alto is about a half hour outside of California. Yeah, you're not probably going to find a lot of Trump allies a half hour outside of San Francisco, just going out on a, I'm just going with a hunch there. Uh, this woman came over and not only started screaming at me, she turned to the Starbucks audience and said, hey, everybody, come here. This guy's a racist. This guy hates brown people, Victor told the news station. Victor, who is Jewish, also told other news outlets that the woman called him a Nazi. Oh, that's always very classy to invoke the uh, Nazi analogy. Uh, the woman who later identified herself as Rebecca Mankey admitted in a lengthy Facebook post that she yelled at Victor and called for anyone who spotted the 74-year-old wearing the MAGA hat to please confront him. Why? What, what good is that going to do? I'm sure he's in a very tiny minority in that community, in that area, wearing a red MAGA hat. I mean, it'd be one thing if you had a, a group of imposing guys wearing a red MAGA hat and someone felt triggered. But even then, what? it's a hat. You know, Madge Teray, who runs the organization of Black Guns Matter, he's an African-American uh, pro-gun advocate, hence his um, 
organization, Black Guns Matter, kind of a double entendre there. Uh, he's got a red hat on, and in the same kind of stitching, and 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 his hat says "Relax, idiots." It's a bleeping hat. Okay, <laughs> I'm thinking uh, if I were a less dignified person, I would probably buy that hat for myself. Again, I'm not not uh, uh, disparaging Madge to Ray. I understand where he's coming from. He's a little more blunt personality than me, but uh, you know, but but that's the point. It's a red hat. Someone supports Trump. So what? If he lives in the state of California, uh and he votes for a Republican, his vote's basically a throwaway. Because a Republican hasn't won state of California, what, since George H. W. Bush in nineteen eighty eight? Okay? So I, I I don't understand this reaction to people being triggered. Now, it's getting to the point, and this is sad, by the way, where wearing a red hat is somehow provocative. Okay? Believe it or not, there are some people who support President Trump that just want to that support him because they like the policies that he puts forth on strictly a policy stance, and they could care less about his personality or those other things. Again, whether that's right or wrong, that's for you to debate. But this idea that you're just going to disparage anybody that even shows tacit approval of Trump um is a, I'm sorry I'm not a I'm not a professional psychologist but that's a very sick society and uh I don't I ho- I don't know that it's going to get better I hope it does but we shall see prayers up that's for sure ladies and gentlemen as always I've enjoyed it am 12 the patriot northern alliance radio network we'll be back again next week godspeed my friends have yourselves a blessed week turn all of the lights on over Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to OneStockRetirement.com. That's OneStockRetirement.com. Com. Return postage extra. Auto ship and other terms apply. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at www.textrules.us. Message and data rates may apply. Ladies, it's time to have an honest conversation about our hair. Here's the harsh reality. Our hair is thinning. In fact, 46 million women suffer from hair loss. That's more than one in three of us. Hair loss isn't an if, it's a when. Here's the good news. Karenique, the number one women's hair regrowth system in America and bestseller at Ulta stores, is now offering an unprecedented 60% off plus free 
shipping. To take advantage of this incredible offer and take control to reverse hair loss and grow back your hair, just text SOFT to 246810 right now. Karenique is backed by a 120-day hair regrowth guarantee, which guarantees you'll see thicker, fuller hair in 120 days, or you pay nothing for the product. Just text SOFT to 246810 to try Karenique for yourself. You don't have to accept hair loss. Text SOFT to 246810 right now and get 60% off. Hurry, this offer won't last long. Text SOFT to 246810. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.